0: Hello and welcome to The Two Tones, the official Carlton podcast hosted by Tony DeBolfo. Greetings, Tony. And myself, Tony Mokler. It is episode 20. Where do you you start? But there are two names that stand out like dogs proverbials. Yes. Speaking of...
1: (laughs) You go first.
0: Well, that has to be Fraser Brown,
1: the, the Dog Man cometh Oh, what a player he was! Oh. Um, uh, I always think back when you think of Fraser Brown, Tony. You always think back to that moment in ninety yeah. nine. Yeah, the tackle and on Wallace. Exactly, it and still the, stands the a test decision of time.
0: That man ever made <laughs> <laughs> the tackle of the century. I think you'd yeah. call it. Yeah, um, what I'll, a great I'll play! i just run the ball. All I have to do is get around. <laughs> Fraser Brown, and then I'll kick it long. What's the worst that could happen?
1: <laughs> no, it's an amazing moment in, in football. and I'll, I do have a funny story to relate about Fraser that relates to the Grand Final Week 95. Yeah. Another landmark moment in Carlton history.
0: And the wild rumours that were going around. Well, I'll tell you. Anyway, you go.
1: Well, you might recall that Fraser was battling, I think it was an ankle injury going into that game. Yes. And was racing time to get the ankle in some sort of semblance of. Order for the grand final, yeah, and was um, spent most of the week in a, one of those uh, flotation tanks down at the at the uh, Alfred
0: Hospital. Or oh, was it was it a where they put divers in? Who yes. have been yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. What, what,
1: do you, what do you call those things? Those uh, you know, those de- decompression chamber. Decompression chamber. Yeah. That's what
0: I'm looking for. Yeah, and
1: I at the time was uh, working for the Herald Sun, and my brief was dog watch that that week, <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember going down to the to the the hyperbaric chamber and. There was a window yeah. in there and Fraser was in there and you could actually wave to him and I think it was the third day that I went down there of the week. He's in the chamber and there was another fellow in there and Fraser looked at me having looked at this bloke and, and gave the old, <laughs> uh, this bloke's loopy, you know, coming from Fraser Brown, that's probably saying a lot. But I remember, he, you know, he, he somehow managed to, uh, get his ankle right for that game. I mean,
0: sheer force of will, I would say. Sheer force yeah. of
1: will, and you know he's in the record books as uh, a Carlton Premiership player. What a what a
0: great player he was, Tone. I I'll, I'll never forget being. I was working at a radio station at the time called Three Triple R, and there was a guy there called Chris, and he came up to me and said, um, "Have you heard the rumor about Fraser Brown? Have you heard what's, what the doctors are saying about Fraser Brown?" And I said, "No," and he said, "He's in the hyperbaric chamber," and I said, "Yeah, I know," and he said, "He's um he's Jackson." Pollock's have swollen up to the size of watermelons, <laughs> and well, I thought that's probably not the best way to go into a grand final. Yeah,
1: well, I, I, I can probably put that Ruby to rest. I, yeah. I, I think he was okay in the nether regions at yeah, least, but good. the ankle was the was the worry. But yeah. he got he got there. He, he did. got there. He did. And the other player, of course, oh, come on, great G yeah. um, oh. what a player! Oh. You know what? A, what a player he was was uh, um, the subject of uh, an interview with uh, Mike Sheehan recently on yeah. Foxtel Open, Mind, which he talked candidly about his battle with depression, yeah. that basically kicked in the day after the 79 grand final of okay. all times. Yeah. And it was uh, an issue he really had to deal with for a, a lengthy period of, of his life. And, yeah. and it was a really re- a revealing interview because he actually also mentioned how the, the problem that he had was um, uh, had been passed down, Janine. Oh, yeah, he had yeah. And issues that does, it with does, his does family. exist in families. Yeah. He wouldn't
0: have such a, you know, he'll always exist in my mind as that fresh faced kid with the great smile staring out from the Scanlan's card.
1: Well, very true. And you, what I remember at Southby the most is those those torpedo punts from full back, from, mm. a, from the kick off that would land in the centre invariably every time he, he executed the kick. And And you would think that when a player has got Time, like the fullback does to get the kick right, that they would actually um, use the torpedo more as part of the armory because they've got extra time to execute yeah. the kick. But obviously, you know, the, I guess it's a fine line between uh, affecting a, a, a terrific uh, barrel mm. and, and getting it wrong. And coaches, I suppose, frown on players doing it. But um, it's lovely to see that kick well, in action. Yeah, it is. And it, it's was all too a great rare. exponent of yeah. it, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, uh, so... And uh, Lockie Plowman, too, where's number 20. And doing doing a great job.
1: Yes, and just to finish off this little point, uh, a few weeks ago, Sergio Silvani came to the club to address the first and second-year players, Yeah, and Lockie made a point of introducing himself to Serge after that meeting because Serge had warned... The number 20 in his first year at Carlton, um, before Ken Henes vacated n- the famous number one. So, Lockie Plowman and Search have a, uh, a number in common that few people would realise.
0: Well, that is fantastic, and he certainly um, is uh, up to the stature of those who've worn the number 20. Um, based on his uh, current trajectory, I've got to say, I love the work of Lockie Plowman. Um, now, Tone, it is uh, our, oh, no, you know, I say it every week. Well, I've said, no, no, not every week, but I say it more often than uh, any Carlton fan would like. It is our melancholy duty to, <laughs> to um, have a look at uh, Saturday night's game. Um, <coughs> Carlton beaten by year. 65 points, a face-saving just shy of 11 goals. So a respectable 10 goals, 5. We lost by. Yes.
1: Um,
0: he, the first 5, 10 minutes of the game were great. And then the rest of it did not go uh, according to plan. Let's look, look. We all know Carlton were beaten convincingly by um, Geelong. We know Geelong are going to be in finals contention. We know we're not. Nonetheless, um, how did you see the game? Yeah, I, I
1: agree with you, Tony. It, it fell away. It fell right yeah. away after, a, you know, it was a promising opening. Um, um, look, it seems to me that, you know, the season is. Taking its toll on it's our a, young group. It's uh, about five I'm weeks sh- too long. Well, it probably is. Mm. I, I'm sure that um, neither the players nor the coach would want excuses made here, but realistically speaking, the, the, the young bodies look tired to me. Mm. Um, I think what was really noticeable was the inability of the players to lay a tackle, mm. an effective tackle. And to my, to my way of thinking, looking at Carlton and Geelong out in the paddock, it was effectively boys to men. Mm. I, I thought Geelong looked like Giants alongside our guys, and uh, we, we, I think, seem to be monstered. We're all so lethargic, you know, just just didn't have, seem to have any spark or any mm. uh, vim or vigour, you know, at the contest. And, you know, we are under-resourced, it's fair to say at the moment. We've got, you know, two hard midfielders down, uh, Crips and Kerno. So that, that is always going to put us, um, you know, in, in an awkward position, I suppose. To lose Cruiser then, you know, in the third quarter, it mm. uh, was probably Carlton's best player of field at that stage, uh, meant there was only going to be uphill. Mm. Uh, it was It was disappointing, no doubt about it. And um, it seems to me that the long, hard year is taking its toll. And um, yes, it's, uh, it's going to be a tough month, I, I think, ahead for um, the Carlton players, to be sure.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody doubts that. Um, but... Uh, Tony, I did want to get your thoughts on the, on the tackle on Cruiser. And uh, there was you know, lots of... Everyone had an opinion on, uh, on what would happen to Patrick Dangerfield in the event the MRP has decided he will get a week. Um, uh, I'd, I'd love to know your two cents on that. Look,
1: it's, it was... To my way, I think it was a bit of a line ball. I, I, yeah. I mean, I've seen plenty of tackles like that um, escape um, ramifications... The following week mm. um, and yet also I've seen others that have been referred to the match review panel um, look I, I think I think what was damning for Dangerfield was the fact that Cruiser didn't come back on yeah. and though I haven't been privy to the documentation um, uh, it was said that the, the medical report wasn't wasn't great mm. um, so um, I, I guess the, the AFL judiciary had to weigh up weigh up all those details, and the fact that Cruiser didn't return to the field, I, I suppose didn't augur well for Dangerfield. Um, you know, did he did he think that he was going to cause that damage by you know thrusting Cruiser into the turf? Maybe not, but um, it just goes to show players to be extremely careful now about yeah. how they how they execute a tackle, how they yeah. do it, and 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 you know what they what they do on the field. Um, I, I think I think. There was a great point I heard, I think it was Richard Hines made the point that in an incident like that, when there's so much riding on on who is involved as yeah. well as anything else, yeah. that um, the AFL took, took perhaps, uh, or, or came to the conclusion, that Matthew Cruz's brain was more important than Rodney Danger. <laughs> Bro- Patrick Dangerfield's <laughs> brow life. Poor
0: Patrick, he gets no respect.
1: <laughs> um, I thought it was a great line that, mm. that Richard Hines yeah. used. Um, so, um, look, you know, it, it may well be that the incident has cost Dangerfield a medal. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see in the fullness of time. But the safety of the player is paramount. We have to, um, we have to respect the player's wealth, yeah. health. and In this situation. Yeah, and I think the happening. league
0: has to be seen to be making a statement about. Uh, uh, about that sort of thing as well Yes uh, Certainly no No Geelong player was in danger of getting cast by any of Carlton's tackles on the night Because oh, uh, gee, we because of that we just The just differential in uh, upper body strength, if you want to call it that Yeah, because, uh, I, that's true that,
1: that to me was extremely noticeable And what was noticeable also, Tony, was when we did lay a tackle Geelong still had their arms free yeah. The players still had their arms free to mm. fl- you know, you know, flick the ball off Whereas every time we were pinned, we were we were barrelled, mm. you know, and I, I think that was what was most notable to me. You know, the, the, it looked to me it was boys to men mm. in this game, and Geelong were were extremely aggressive in uh, close in. Um, they had uh, players in and around the ball. Um, one contested possession got the ball free pretty quickly, um, and you know Hawkins. And his cohorts up forward had a field day. yeah, yeah that um, really, well he really it was a did. procession.
0: played himself back into some form, um just on a, a minor note tone um b- booing of uh, zach Toohey, I thought, um don't get me wrong, I love the Carlton faithful, obviously, but I didn't understand that I just uh, that strange that is struck that? me as odd, yeah, and uh, it is odd, and I, I certainly didn't agree with it because uh, you know Zach Toohey tried his heart out at this club, very true, and, and you know um football is. Look, we'd love players to stay at the club for as long as they could, obviously. But uh, things happen, facts change, and uh, and you know, good luck to him. That's I true. Say.
1: No, I, I agree with you, Tony. In, in saying that, I think supporters pay their money; they're entitled to. You know Within reason Do what they want to do Go and Hendo Go in <laughs> well, Hendo there, there was the odd hoot there For Hendo Yeah too, But you know you, you think about it As time goes on And the game becomes More and more professional I was thinking about this The other day um, And players Are quite entitled To look after themselves Because yeah, there's a finite life They have yeah. in the game But what we what uh, The reality is Now that the only The, the only loyalty left Is is the supporter mm. Coaches come and go to different clubs. Players go hither and thither. Um, everyone moves around, but the the report, the supporters remain the constant. Mm. And I suppose I can I can understand the rationale. Mm. But you know we don't know the story about why players like Zach and and Henderson left Carlton. Mm. But um, as I said, players have a finite time in the game, and and good luck to them. You know they they deserve everything they get um,
0: because the. The window was only ajar for so long. True, and I mean, you and I have been offered vast sums to go <laughs> for the Gold Coast Suns, but we've knocked it back yeah, every time. So we're right. not going anywhere. Now, now um, uh, it has been a year of green shoots. We, we've used that term a lot, also on the uh, the two tones. But uh, Samo. Petrezky Skeaton. What uh, a beautiful player he is. He just floats I, I love the way,
1: you know, those great players we often say it seem to have half an hour to yeah. make a call and what they want to do, whether to kick or handle. And he just looks totally at, at at home, you know, uh in the heat too. I mean they're they're pushing him into the um into the into the pivot. Yeah. And um he's really really taking taking the game on and it's lovely to see a player who's blessed with so much talent as Sammy Petresky Skeaton is to be given the opportunity to strut his stuff, you know, and that's he's had a great year, you know, and, yeah. and all power to him, and and good on um, the coaches for um, you know, I guess you know, giving him this responsibility to really um, apply his craft and show what he's capable of. Yeah. I, I thought he was he was a magnificent performer for Carlton at the weekend, and there was another moment in the game too that um, you know, in a, in a bad bad. Uh, night for the club. Um, these little things stand out, but the the one hander that Charlie Curnow took on oh, Lockie Henderson. Yes, you know these little moments yes. like that. Where you look back and you think that that's yeah. that's the future there, yeah. and um, and that heartens you no end. And uh, so, Carlton supporters, I suppose, a lot of them are frustrated, some are angry, but you know, I say, you know, you look at the big picture and and just ponder where these players. Um, are going, you know, you know, think of where they'll be a year, two years, three years from now. We're seeing Melbourne, uh, you know, who perhaps were a little bit more advanced of us in terms of their development, mm. pushing for um, you know, a, a top four finish so um, we're not far away, you know, yeah. we just have to be patient um, it will come Tony, it will come.
0: Well look, um, you, you, again one of the stories of this year you, you look at Liam Jones that's going to be one takeaway that will feature heavily in the, uh, in the highlights reel for 2017. Uh, the debut um, of Harry Mackay is another one. His, uh, his goal in the first three or four minutes of the game on Saturday night was just spectacular. spectacular. It was great. Wasn't it great to see him with all that
1: poise, you know, just weigh up the circumstances and, and slot that goal? Yeah. Um, there's a smart footballer, you know, yeah. who, knows, who knows his way around the big sticks and... Um, you know, what two games in? I yeah. mean, it's frightening to think wh- where Harry Mackay might be heading as a football talent for Carlton. Um, again, it's just great to see the club getting games into these boys. And um, what we do know, Tony, with their young players, it, is that they're only going to get better. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, the sky's the limit in terms of their development, where they're going to where they're going to head from here, and where they'll end up. Um, that's a mouth watering prospect for all. Can't support us, I feel.
0: It really is. And, of course, you know, game time at the senior level is only going to do them good. Yes. And, uh, and uh, indeed, that was the the thrust of Brendan Bolton's remarks in the, the press conference after the game um, where I'm just quoting from him here. He said, uh, we said we're going to uh, – there are going to be some ups and downs. It would be a bit bumpy, and although it's difficult, while it is bumpy, in time we think it will pay us back and we will learn from yes. it. So, yeah, look... Yes. It's, well, uh, we're,
1: only, we're less than two years into the reset yeah. of the entire playing, playing personnel uh, here at Carlton, and, um, and we, right now we're under duress, admittedly. You know, there are uh, mitigating factors, injury and so forth. Uh, however, um, this is a, um, a team on the, on the make... Um, it 's going to take a little bit more time, but um, in Bolton, we trust Tony indeed and, and the players of course, and uh you know draft day will give the club another opportunity to bolster its stocks and um, you know it'll be it'll be a very interesting period uh, the uh, the season um, trade draft period, but there is still a month of games to negotiate and that 's the number one challenge for for um, Mark Murphy and the team.
0: Uh, I want to speak to you about that in a second, Tone, about how we uh, approach the next four weeks in terms of list management, etc., etc. But we need the three votes for uh, the Carlton Geelong game. Not an easy
1: task, this one, Tony, at all. However, uh, I've done my best. I've come up with one vote to the, the, um, the great uh, Matthew Cruiser. What a oh, year he's gosh. having. I thought until he broke down he was probably well, – or he was taken out. He was actually a best player yeah. uh, on the ground. Two votes I gave to Big Levi. I thought yeah. Levi was really clanking him again, yeah. kicking well too. It was lovely yes. to see him finish off his uh, his good work. And three votes to the man that we spoke about earlier, um, Samo Petreski Seaton. Mm. I thought, um, you know, what was a bad night for the club? He was probably one of the the um, shining lights. Mm. And. Um, I think we're just, we're just getting glimpses of um, the genius of Petriewski. Mm. He's only going to get better with every game that he plays.
0: Yeah, what I like about him is his creativity under pressure. And you know the ball is in a very safe pair of hands. And yes. That's a lot to save somebody in his first season.
1: Very, very true. Doesn't panic when he gets the ball. Uh, it's such a gl- glorious mover. And, and as you say, he's a capacity to weigh up the situation yeah. and invariably hit a target. That's um, that's innate. You know? And
0: and loves being out there. Loves, loves being amongst it. There. And doesn't mind being a bit lippy either. Uh, from from what I can see, so I do love that about him. So uh, well done! I think that's his first uh, three votes. Yes, it is from me
1: anyway. Yeah. Um, for what that's worth, and uh, I'm hoping that it's the, it's the first of many because he to me looks like a. A player of the future he, won, he wears the number 5 Of Sid Jackson mm. On his back And um, I think Uncle Sid Would be pretty happy To see the way That uh, Samo Petrovsky Seaton is Progressing with his career Indeed
0: Now Tone uh, As I mentioned the uh, We've got a run home Of uh, is it four or five games Now I should know Yes uh, It's four, four, four I'm being reliably Told by Grace um, now, uh, listening to uh, one of the radio stations over the weekend, the uh, what the scenario could play out that uh, you put uh, long-term injured players in for surgery and uh, you just test uh, or, you you know, you get game time into players who are um, showing some promise in the VFL. Yes, yes. So, uh, Smets maybe. Yes, Palmer
1: um, Palmer's probably another one that comes to mind. You know, there's, uh, it's hard to know. Kieran, look, there's a couple of... Uh, players that are, I guess, are on the periphery Could be close D- mm. Dylan Buckley um, is probably going to go undergo a hamstring test this week uh, He did get the call-up, I think, a fortnight ago Three yep. weeks ago And then regrettably broke down Matt Cruiser, of course, we'll have to wait and see with him But hopefully he'll be right uh, for the Essendon match um, Casey Burns, the other one uh, mm-hmm. Who was um, battling, I think, a groin uh, problem at the time uh, another player that's probably vital to Carlton because he gives us run. Yeah. and A great rebounding, half-back flanker. So we hope that um, that uh, those three players come up. We've got the old enemy in at the MCG. Uh, Essendon came off a pretty impressive loss, if you can have such a thing, yeah. against the Bulldogs. Um, so uh, it'll be an enormous test at the MCG, but hopefully Carlton can show some resilience, Tony, and, and find a way to uh you know, fight through this little malaise. You know, it's yeah. gonna be hard the the toll uh of of a long season is been taken.
0: Um, he is on the MCG, a bigger gra- a bigger ground, some more distance yes. to cover. And what do you do about Danaher? Who do you, do you put on oh, him? Yeah, do you, Liam a, Jones? Do you give Liam a, Jones
1: a I think yeah. you'd have to go for Liam Jones at the moment. I mean, Liam's been in great form, um, and uh, he's probably the one that's most capable of uh, mixing it with Joe Danaher, who's running a bit hot at the moment. Yeah. So yes, yes, that would, in my opinion, be the first... Uh, Go-to men for uh, the job on on Big Joe. Well,
0: look, um, beating uh, Essendon would certainly be a huge shot in the arm to Carlton. <laughs> yeah. So we would uh, yeah. we would like to see that. Uh, I wonder if the um, if the footy record will have a supplement um, covering the uh, the history of these two great teams. Tone, I'm not sure if they they will, but um, I guess I've, he... run, I've run out of pubs, tone. <laughs> I guess you can find that when you rock up to the MCG at uh, 2.10, the old traditional game time on a Saturday, August the 5th at... The MCG The
1: Hobbit Football, Tony the, the People's Ground It'll be great to be there And hopefully the boys can um, do the right thing We certainly hope so Well, uh,
0: uh, that's all we have time for today Unless yes. there's anything else you wanted to add I, I
1: would only like to say that I had a lovely meeting with uh, um, A former Carlton player of yesteryear Keith Ray Who yeah. turned 100 last Sunday, Tony. Uh Played a few games Brighton Diggins uh, gave him the number for his first game in 1939 Could wow. you believe and uh, unfortunately, his career was interrupted by his duties to king and country through the Second World War. He yes. served in the Navy for many years. Um, there was a great photo actually on the Carlton website, for those who haven't seen it, of, of, of Keith in his um, Carlton Guernsey in front of a tent in Portsmouth in 1941, a military oh. tent. Um, I asked him, I said, what happened to the Guernsey, Keith? He said, oh, I went down the Mediterranean on one of the ships. But a great fellow, 100 years young, all power to him. Uh, may there be many more for Keith Ray, one of the great Carlton people uh, in this club's illustrious history.
0: Uh, he's not being tested this Friday. He's, <laughs> he,
1: he's, he's, he's put his head up, Keith, <laughs> but uh, no, we've had to politely tell him we've got, no, we've got the numbers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> great. All right. Thank you for that, Tony DiBolfo. Thank you, Tony. Pleasure to be here. Thank you to our producer, Grace. This Thank has you, been uh, The Two Tones for Tony DeBolfo and myself, Tony Moclair. We will catch you next week. God